What's up, everyone? Welcome back. It's Double Take. I'm Alex Safey, here with my brother, John. And we are super excited to be finally back in front of the mics. We uh, got back to BC a couple months ago. And finally, we've, we, it's been a couple weeks. We just started the NBA season two, so we're Let's super go. pumped about that. What's up, John? How you doing? Hey, man. I'm doing great, Alex. <laughs> the NBA is back. And Tuesday night, I was just feeling, you know, overwhelmed with schoolwork and upset because I didn't write this essay. And then I realized we got the NBA right now. We get to watch all the best uh, games. And now that the Warriors are gone, we got some parody in the league. Oh, yeah. Because of oh, yeah. Clay going out, the Warriors are not looking too good, which we will be talking about later. And all the player movement, Anthony Davis went to the Lakers, Kawhi went to the Clippers, Russell Westbrook on the Rockets. Really? Because of all this, the league exploded. Yeah, just a now crazy it's summer. A really excited, uh, it's a really exciting season that's about to take One play. of the craziest summers that in, in recent history. Probably, honestly, it might have been the craziest summer ever in NBA, yeah. in NBA offseason. Um so, John, what are, what are some topics we're going to be getting at tonight? Yeah, so tonight we're going to talk about a lot of different things. We got, you know, the Warriors, who just got blown out by about 30 points to the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're going to talk about their awful start. Some of the new surprise teams after this first week. Hint, hint, the Miami boys are in here. <laughs> we got the new favorite team in the East and all the other new-look teams that add another star this offseason. But first... What are we talking about, Alex? Yeah, before all that, we got to introduce a topic that, you know, I don't think we really give enough uh, attention to oh, really? on the show. Double take. LeBron James and the Los Angeles oh, Lakers. We do not talk obviously, about LeBron. Obviously a joke. Anyway, so, you know, obviously with this offseason coming in, they finally got that second superstar, the guy Anthony Davis. They made that big trade. They got some other pieces, Danny Green. Um, I mean, they re-signed KCP, the Rondo, they had Boogie, although he got hurt, um, Jared Dudley, Avery Bradley, so a mm. little bit of a new PC roster. Eagle. Oh, Jared yeah, Dudley. that's right. Shout out, shout out the Eagles. Came out to a football game to hang out with us th- uh, this past Yeah, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they got a new roster. So, you know, obviously LeBron has been hyping it up on social media and stuff like that. Um, like he usually does. And game one, we were super excited. We had the Clippers versus the Lakers. The Clippers, although Paul George didn't play, you know, they're still with Kawhi and then their their other surrounding players from last year was going to be, we were definitely stoked to see that. But they the Lakers suffered a 10-point loss to the Clippers. And then in game two, they had a, I think they had a pretty good win, which was a nine-point win versus the Jazz. Davis and LeBron yes, both sir. played well. So considering all of this, John, what do you think the Lakers' ceiling is? For this season? Um, That's an easy question to answer. Obviously, when you have LeBron James on your team, and especially with a guy like Anthony Davis, when you have two MVP caliber players, the ceiling is championship. But um, if you were to ask me realistically, I think that their two games were actually pretty revealing um, for where they might end up this season. You know, they lost to the Clippers, even without Paul George. I think they are a hair behind the Clippers. And they did, and they beat. They still comfortably beat the Jazz, right? They beat the Jazz by nine. But throughout the game, they they pretty much held onto that lead for most of it. Um, it was a comfortable win. So I think they're definitely above the tier of Western teams like Utah, Portland, Dallas, San Antonio, some of those middle tier teams. But I don't think they're quite as good as the Clippers. I think, like last year, we had the Warriors, and there was everyone else. I do not think that there's any team that's like that with Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson. But I do think the Clippers are a clear-cut favorite this year. We got Kawhi, Paul George, those that duo, along with some great coaching and an insane amount of just great defenders, shooters, and role players on this team. I don't think anyone is on their level currently. And another thing about the Lakers is that I'm I'm starting to worry about is LeBron. It's year 17. You know, me and Alex, we grew up watching him from 2011 to 14 on the Miami Heat, and, and he looked unstoppable. I mean, he was the, like probably... You know, he was easily our best player. He was, one of, he was the best player in the league at the time. And He's been we, it until, we had until a, last, last year, yeah, I we, would say. We had LeBron at the center of our team, and we surrounded him with a bunch of older guys. Ray Allen, uh, Shane Battier, Udonis Haslam, Birdman, even Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade were older than him. Now we got LeBron James 
is he really the number one star? You, I guess you could call him, you know, one B to to Davis's one A. Um, and now we got a bunch of younger guys surrounding him. Um, but I don't think they're quite where the Clippers are, and the reason is because one, LeBron, he's still great. He just dropped thirty-two points, seven uh, rebounds, and ten assists last game. But I do think that he is starting to fall off. I don't want to say the cliff, but he's starting to slowly decline. This is Twilight LeBron. This is in 2013 LeBron. And I also think that their role players are just so bad that behind yeah. Davis and behind LeBron, I don't know. I mean, who's their third best player? I don't know. Probably Danny Green. But I, I agree with, I think, a lot of the things you said. Um, one thing I've noticed just from watching the first two games of the season and I guess just compared to kind of the LeBron that we've seen, that we're used to seeing since since he went to the Lakers. That last that last season in Cleveland was really probably I honestly that was the the best basketball I've ever that seen. That was the best LeBron individual. I've seen. Game one of of the of the twenty eighteen finals mm. was I've never seen anything like that until you know? Jr. threw it away. But um, and then coming into la- going back off of last season and this season, I think a difference that we that I've noticed kind of is LeBron. It's more about flat. We just see flashes of him. It's not as much as where you'd see for him, he would dominate the whole game or even the whole season or even the whole playoffs. I think I think with this LeBron, it seems more like he's kind of, I don't even want to say that he's not as hungry, but it, it almost seems like that. And I, it's, it reminded me of, of Rocky, the movie Rocky, Rocky Three, where he's where he just seems mm. like he's at, he's at a point in his career where I don't know if he, I know, I mean, I'm sure he's, he's comfortable. He doesn't care as much about chasing rings as he did when he left to Miami and then even trying to get one in Cleveland. But um, I don't know. And then hopefully, and obviously, you know, once you get into playoffs, LeBron's a different animal. But, and so I don't, let's not overreact either. Yeah, but. and I would disagree. I don't, I don't want to say he's not hungry. What I will say is that he, he's definitely, he's being more intentional about how he you know, uses, uh, you know, mm-hmm. his, his flashes, like you said, right? LeBron, th- this year, he knows that, He's not going to be able to give it all and, and last through the playoffs. If he wants to make it to the finals, he's going to play that Greg Popovich San Antonio Spurs game. He's going to try and he's going to rest when he can. He's going to try and take a back seat if he can. You know, let Davis take over some of the scoring load. The load management, but um, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but I just think that we're seeing smarter, wiser LeBron, and it's because you know he's not what he was five, ten years ago. Certainly, certainly. So, um, but to to address the other LA team. Uh, the Clippers. How do you feel about the Clippers, Alex? You know, they were a 48-win uh, team last year with a lot of defense and toughness. They took the Warriors to six games last year, and that was without Kawhi and Paul George. Looking this good with Kawhi, how good do you think they can be once they add Paul George? So they're definitely, I mean, you said there's no team like the the way the Warriors were the last couple of years as, you know, that one dominant team that you just know is is definitely going to be in the finals and probably win it i would say i don't think the clippers are on that level but if you're just looking at their roster and then comparing them to the other rosters and i feel like this summer when when they got Kawhi and paul george and then the lakers had gotten anthony davis and and danny green i'm like oh it's gonna be a battle of la it should be fun but i don't know whatever's happened in the last couple months my my mind is kind of my mind has kind of changed and uh i definitely think that they they're i mean at least they're my pick to win the finals because they have the team that they had last year was a 48 win team can you believe that mm. they had pat bev with pat bev, Lou will right. um obviously they, they did have for some of the season tobias harris and then also danilo gallinari right. um but with they're just there they had a very they were a very tough and and defensive team and then you add Kawhi, who's probably the best player in the world right now that's what, that's who i would say and then and Paul George, who last year was an MVP caliber player. So, um, and there's no a lot of times when you add players like that. For example, the Rockets they've added Westbrook to their team. You don't you, you have questions about how good they can be because of maybe the fit. Whereas the Clippers, I think they don't really have any of those issues. And right. I could be wrong, but that's that's what I see so far. So yeah. just one last thing before we get into it, I just think my number one thing with the Lakers is that, like you said, talking about the Clippers, how deep they are. You look at the Lakers, their depth chart is 
So we got LeBron, AD, Kuzma's injured right now, and Rondo's injured. So once those dudes come back, we know they're going to be, I think they will be, like, like, like I said, one of the top teams, not quite as good as the Clippers. But JaVale McGee, a good role player. But they got other guys on their bench. Dwight Howard. Dwight. Avery oh, Bradley. We should Contavious talk about Dwight. Caldwell Pope, who has, well, he, he's shooting, has he made a shot yet? He, no. he had one point he's, in their first two, two, uh, two off games. Off a free throw. Off a free off throw. Off a free throw. 20, he's played 48 minutes in the first two games combined and uh, has one point one to show point. for it. Um, so he is just, I, I don't know why they're paying him as much money. Quinn Cook, so, you know, nothing against him. Solid role player. But is he a good, you know, backup point guard? Not really. Troy Daniels, Alex Crusoe, Jared Dudley. Like, their roster, if you compare that to Patrick Beverly. Uh, Landry Shamit, Zubac, Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, Patrick Patterson, all these guys on the Clippers who are just younger, you know, better at defense, good shooters. Like, they just have a much better roster that gels. I mean, and you look at the scoring in the, versus the Clippers. LeBron had 18 and 8 assists. AD had 25 points. And Danny Green had 28. No one else was in double figures. And then versus Utah, LeBron had 32. Davis had 21. And then their third guy was Troy Daniels, you know, mm-hmm. a guy who yeah. a lot of people probably haven't even never heard of. You know, he's a good shooter, hands. but but yeah, I agree he had 15 points. The Clippers, but it's just it's much deeper. Yeah, once you have you know LeBron and, and AD, obviously you're going to be a great team. Just there is a much bigger drop off than from Kawhi and Paul George to their next players, and that's why uh, I think the Clippers. I give them the slight edge mm-hmm. over the Lakers. And then so one last thing about that LA LA dynamic between those two teams, I've just found interesting, just in general, is um, we've seen. LeBron go there last go to the Lakers last year to LA and you know as far as the fans and just LA just like they it's the LA is a Lakers town you know that oh, that team sure. has always has always just been as far as you know the fans will always identify with that that team and the Clippers it's been funny because they, at their game, at least versus the Lakers, there was boos for Kawhi and Paul George because How of all the is Lakers that? fans. They so, get booed at a home game. So crazy. I think there's, there's kind of a trade-off because the Clippers are a more uh, competent organization, and you can see that when you, when Kawhi 100%. and Paul they were able to sign Kawhi, trade for Paul George, then also with with the surrounding role uh, role players, you can tell that they obviously. I mean, look what they turned they better. You know, they have Doc Rivers. They whereas, flipped Chris Paul and Blake Griffin into this assortment of just young exactly. great players and draft picks. And what, what I think is funny though is they have on pay, on their on the court. It's 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 night and day. For it's uh, not night and day, but versus the Lakers, I think I would take that Clippers team. And then you look at but you look at the Lakers, who at least their bench is not as good. And then and their organization definitely I would say is not as good right now as the Clippers. But they have still all the fans and like, and they just kind of quote unquote like own the town. Mm. So I just think there's an interesting dynamic on court versus Showtime. off the court, and what's actually what we're actually going to see happen. Like right. the Clippers will win, and there's probably still going to be way more Lakers fans. But yeah, anyway. we'll see about that. So our now we're going to start off with a new segment on our show called "Our Take on the Hot Take," where uh, we respond to a hot take uh, that's happened in the past week or two, and. From, we, from someone who's, like, notable. Yeah, from someone. So, tonight, ours is going to come from Charles Barkley. But before we get into this one, I'll just say that this one might have... Uh, <laughs> this one might have... This one didn't age well. Yeah. You know, me and Alex, uh, a few hours ago, we were going through the show. And <laughs> we were talking about what we were going to talk about. And so, our hot take was Charles Barkley saying on TNT uh, a few nights ago, earlier in the week, that the Warriors are not making the playoffs, right? So, before the game, Barkley said he, th- he thought they'd be a 7 or 8 seed. He then proceeded to watch the first half of the game versus, versus the, Clippers. the Clippers. And then he, Clay Thompson, he said this in front of Clay Thompson. He said, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I actually made a mistake. Uh, I don't think you guys are making the playoffs. <laughs> so this was a hot take. But coming after this, they, so after this, um, we, after we put this segment up, uh, you know, they, lo- they just lost the 28 to Oklahoma City Thunder, who is a team that I did not think would be very good. But clearly they're capable of blowing out Steph Curry and D'Angelo Russell and the rest of the uh, that bunch mm-hmm. by 30. So, um, Alex, uh, what's your take on Charles Barkley's hot take? What do you think? So, I was actually, as soon as he said it, and I didn't need to see, I, I mean, uh, first off, I really, I strongly, strongly agree with him. And I don't think I needed to see the Clippers destroy them or even OKC beat them, although OKC beating them is even more of a telling factor about how, they're, how good they're going to be this season. Um, because honestly, going into this season, I was just truly surprised by by everyone really still believing in this team. 
who've lost not only Kevin Durant, because we know we've, they've been good without Durant. They lost Klay Thompson, for, and he's going to be out for the season with the ACL. They also lost Andre Goodall, who was a key key role player for them. I don't even call him a role player. He's probably more than I mean, he, right. he did start a lot of games for them. He was a finals MVP they don't have, for their they team. They don't have actually. Sean Livingston. They just lost a lot of the, the veterans, and obviously losing Durant and Clay is not going to help either. So a lot of people were just like, Thinking that all because it seems like it makes sense that they wouldn't be good. Everyone's like, "Whoa, guys, don't sleep on the don't sleep on the Warriors." I still have Curry. Curry could go off, have like a Harden. He's gonna have those Harden like you know usage rates. We're we're gonna see him, you know, put put up that those twenty sixteen numbers again. But I just think you look at their roster, and <laughs> uh, it's it's very clear. I think yeah that they're they're actually not that good. I mean, so I, I'm looking up looking up right now. They have okay. They added D'Angelo Russell. He's good, but at the same time, him and Curry, I think they can play together. But it's not. No, that, that is dynamic. a good fit. Two two great offensive players. They can pass. They can shoot. That that's true. Defensively Offense is where I think. Yeah, exactly. Then you have defense, which is non-existent. Okay. Then you also have Draymond. But then you look. All right, Willie Cauley Stein. After that, Glenn Robinson, Jordan Poole, Marcus Chris, Kevin Looney, Damian Lee, Amari Spellman, like. They have literally no Alec Burks, mm. no bench, just no bench. And yeah. shout out to uh, to Ta- Kai Bowman, who's you right. know BC left. Yeah, maybe BC last uh, year. he's on there. Maybe Kai Bowman, former BC Eagle, will start getting some yeah, play. Well, hopefully, <laughs> he can come out on the former champs. Well but I was just truly, really surprised that their their over their over under was forty eight point five. Like forty eight win team. That's, like, that's a good, good team. team, you know. And definitely not like this team. Obviously, you have Curry and they have Russell. And they, they were good the last five years. But on top of that, I think a factor that no one really considered is they've been in the finals for five straight years. I think halfway through the season or maybe 75% through, they're going to realize, like, okay, we don't even have a shot of maybe, – maybe it's not even making the playoffs. And I could see them just, like, shutting it down and waiting for next year because next year they'll come back. They'll have Clay and Steph. Hopefully they, they can put together a more decent, you know, bench. And they can go and try to win it next year. But – this year, just coming, and I was just super, super surprised that anyone was really picking them. So I definitely agree with Barkley that they're not going to make the playoffs. So I would first, I would, I would disagree with the hot take. The Warriors aren't make the playoffs. I would still pick them right now. I wow. would, I would, I would it's still bold. pick them. But yeah, it is bold, and I have, I've definitely, I'm a little afraid after watching them get killed by OKC. But at first, going into the year, I looked at the teams. I saw the West. You know, we got the two late, the two uh, LA teams, Lakers, Clippers. You got Denver, Houston. Utah, Portland, and I liked, and then I think for the seven and eight, I thought there was a lot of teams fighting for it, right? It looks like right now Dallas might be the favorite to you know to be in the playoffs. Uh, the way Luka Doncic and uh, Kristaps Porzingis are looking, I loved, 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 loved New Orleans coming into the season. I loved the team that they put around Zion, and unfortunately Zion's injured, so I think I might rule them out there. They've played three close games. But the issue is that, you know, they're, they three close games against good teams, but they're 0-3. And I think, have they had Zion? They could go they, a long way. Have they had Zion? There would definitely be a team that I would choose. But at being out four to six weeks, in the West, if you get behind a couple of games, that could mean the season. I mean, that's how close. That's how good all these teams in the West sure, are. I agree. So, um, I think I would put the Warriors over the Spurs because of, um, I, I was thinking about coming into the year, all right. The team that won 73 games was Steph, Clay, and Draymond Green, right? And, and Iguodala. And, and Andre Iguodala, and they had Harrison Barnes, and great role players, and Steve Kerr's system. I thought Steve Kerr's system, you know, we got Steph, Clay, Dre, and now we added D'Angelo Russell. Those four guys, with not, with not a great bench, I thought should definitely be able to get, to get you at least the eighth spot. But then looking at it, you say, all right, Clay Thompson's not going to make it back this year. A huge, huge uh, addition, like... Uh, of subtraction, I would say, to their team because the pressure that he would take. I mean, same thing when when they had Kevin Durant, uh, Durant, Clay, and Steph. It, the issue was like the, the other teams don't know who they're gonna guard, and that's what take took so much pressure off. Now Steph, you watch that first night, and they're playing the Clippers, and it's like okay, like you know they're throwing everyone at him because they could double team Steph, you know, and and <laughs> guard D'Angelo Russell, and like who else? Who are they passing to? Like who's gonna score for uh, yeah. for the Warriors? So, it, I do think that Steph Curry and D'Angelo, offensively, I think it's there. Draymond Green still. Um, I think there's still some, you know, acquisitions to be made. Uh, acquisitions to be made. Um, maybe in the buyout market or, 
you know, if they want to push a bit. But the, the one way I do see them missing it is if, like you said, Alex, you know, halfway through the year, if they're not trying to overuse Curry. They just went to five straight finals, you know. Mm-hmm. They have nothing to prove. You know, they had a great run. And this is, this is a rebuilding year for them. But I still think they're good enough to, you know, sneak in as an eight seed because of how good they are offensively. I just think the middle of the pack teams in the West, you know, Sacramento, they just lost Marvin Bagley. Like I said, New Orleans losing Zion. I don't think the Spurs are that good. They're just... They're still playing an old school, you know, form of basketball when it's going the other direction, um, you know, with no, efficiency yeah, and three point shooting. I, I still think that the Warriors will slide in as an A spot. Yeah, I think I have to disagree just because you, you, I just think you're underrating the Spurs, man. The Spurs have never, with Gar- under Greg Popovich, who's now coached over 20 seasons, I think he's in his 23rd or 24th, and he has never lost in a regular season uh, or never won less than 47 games. Right. And you know so the first time the first time they were won under fifty was last season. So they're they're going. I think it was two seasons ago. But anyway, they're 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 hitting the decline, right? They don't, this isn't the Duncan Parker Ginobili Spurs. All right, you're right. You, but guess what? Last year they won forty eight games. Right, forty eight. And now, and guess what? They they added their starting point guard back, Dejounte Murray, who's great defensive play. He actually was all defensive first team his last healthy season. So you, there's no way adding him. And they've also, I think they've added, like, Trey Lyles, Demari Carroll. Those guys will be fine mm. off the bench, I think. But there's no way you add him back and get worse. So I think they're, they're definitely going to win. I picked them probably to win, I think, around 48 games, 49 games. And that should definitely be enough for, for a playoff berth in the West. Although the West is going to be very competitive. And then talking, speaking, looking back at those other teams, the Pelicans, I think they're too young. Um, although I do like their roster, obviously. I, I like Sacramento a lot, but obviously we haven't seen a lot of good stuff from them in the first couple games. Yeah, 0-3 currently. And then Bagley got injured. He's going to be out for a while. So I definitely think I would put my money on the Spurs to make it, certainly over yeah. the Warriors. Yeah, I think my 7-8 spot, mm-hmm. I'm still picking, you know, the Port, Port, I guess my last six or my last three spots, Portland, Dallas, and Golden State. Um, that's who I got. I, I'm going to still roll with Golden State. I'm going to bang off Steph Curry and D'Angelo Russell having just great chemistry and great offense. But definitely has not looked great so far in, with their 0-2 start. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, crushed by OKC. So anyway, <laughs> Oklahoma City. Moving on. couple games into this season, this NBA season. One week. And obviously, I think this happens every season where you come in and there's expectations. And sometimes there's a lot of surprises. That come with those that you know counter those expectations. So we're gonna look at. Let's look at who's who surprised you so far this season, John. What is it's a big surprise? Come on, there's one answer to this: the Miami Heat, ah, baby. Let's go. Let's go. We came into this year, and honestly, I every year I always know because of the great coaching, great organization. I know we're gonna be you know competitive, but how competitive? I mean, the last time we were very good, I guess. Let's say it was 2016, we were a three-seed in the East, mm-hmm. top three team. That's right. And that was the, you know, Wade, Chris Bosh. That was the post-LeBron uh, Miami Heat team. But since then, I mean, we haven't been great. Last year, you know, we had our fun with, you know, one last dance and Dwayne Wade. And, Shout out. And we didn't make the playoffs, and we, should, we really should have. Um, you know, some injuries kind of pushed us. We were a game out of it. And this year, coming to this year, with our, you know, we lost Josh Richardson, but we did acquire Jimmy Butler because of that. And... So far, I mean, Jimmy Butler just had his uh, new, uh, he just had a, his newborn daughter. Yeah. So he missed our, he's missed our first three games. But the way we looked in our first game, we blew the Memphis Grizzlies out, who the Memphis Grizzlies are supposed to be the, the worst team in the NBA. But the way we did it without Jimmy Butler, we started two rookies, Tyler Hero, who we took in the first round um, from out of Kentucky, who's looking like a great defensive player. None better. And Ken- Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn, an undrafted 24-year-old who... I had never heard of until this man dropped 40 points in the preseason. In the preseason. And he dropped 24. He had 24 points in his, in his first game. So, obviously, like I said, we're playing a young Memphis Grizzlies team. But the way we blew them out was awesome, especially seeing us start two rookies on our team. And, and especially us, uh, the fact that we didn't have our best player, oh, yeah. Jimmy Butler, with us. And then we played Milwaukee, who had just come off uh, a comeback win against Houston. Uh, Houston was up by around 16 in that game. I was watching, and you turned, you closed, you blinked your eyes for a second, and Milwaukee came all the way back. So we were playing in Milwaukee, and we were down 21 points, and then we came back on them. Obviously, right. 
uh, if you watch the game or if you uh, look at the stats, we missed a lot of late game free throws and the game went to overtime. But that's Milwaukee Bucks. They have Giannis Antetokounmpo. They have the form. They have the they MVP won 60 from games last, last year. year. They won sixty games. And Miami Heat, we beat them without Jimmy Butler. It's like, you know, we were talking about this yesterday, Alex. We almost forgot that we had Jimmy yeah. Butler. I mean, once he comes back, it's going to be, be great. great. And yeah. as of now, we are playing the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. We were down early. We took the lead. And right now, we are currently trailing them by six points with 23 seconds left. So uh, yep, we'll, update. we'll have a live update on that. Um, but still, I think the Miami Heat, you know, the way they've come out, I think a lot of people looked at the East and saw the Sixers and the Bucks, and that's it. But I do think Miami is we we I think we're the strong uh, argument. We have a strong argument to be made as the third best team in there, and I, I put us you know slightly ahead of the Celtics, um, the Pacers, some Definitely. of those middle tier East teams. But Definitely. the East just is nowhere near as good as the West. And I think that's what I'll say. It's been it's just been a lot of fun to watch this Miami this very young Heat team and. The first game, the thing that really struck me was, um, obviously, the last couple of years, or honestly, really, for as long as we've watched the Heat, the Heat have always had Wade, and Wade has always been, for the most part, like that veteran presence, and just like kind of our sure thing. And then this year, you look at their ro- the roster, and especially the first game without Butler, it was a bunch of young guys. We had two undrafted rookies get a lot of minutes. Also, shout out to the Heating scouting, the, you know, just the way they've scout- scouted the past couple of years, because... Look at look at the players that have kind of come out of nowhere and just been good on the Heat. Tyler Johnson, Hassan Whiteside, Kendrick Nunn, now Derek Jones Jr. Derek Jones Jr. Yeah, and then we, we love getting these. We uh, drafted D-League Josh guys. Richardson second second round. He's a great player. He's now a starter. He's he's a very good starter in the NBA. And then obviously also I think the Tyler Hero pick will will pan out to be uh, a steal in, the, in that in this la- this past year's draft. Rookie of the so, year. So obviously there's that which has been fun. But now looking at you know Justice Winslow and how he's kind of. He's kind of like the veteran or the leader on the team, which is, it's, just, it's almost weird because I've just always seen him as like, you know, rook one from that, from his first year. And, um, but yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. And although I won't say I'm too surprised because I really, truly believe right. in this team. For everyone else. That's <laughs> my surprise star. No yeah. one expected us to be this yeah. good. So Alex, who is your surprise team that started off pretty hot <laughs> in the first week of uh, the season? I think if it's not the Heat. It has to be the, the Phoenix Suns, who in their first game, playing versus the Kings, who I actually, I, I mean, the Kings last year almost made the playoffs. I think they're a very good team. They, not even that they won, they, they blew the Kings out. They were up 20, they won 20 by 29 points. Um, so that was, okay, that was one win. It's like, okay, you know, whatever. Maybe the Kings are just bad. Let's look. The next night, they go to overtime with the Denver Nuggets. Who mm. last year won over fifty games? Another the top team in the top West. Top team in the West. So it's like, all right, there's there's two things interesting, interesting. And who did they play though? Was that last night? Who did they play? Last night they played the L.A. Clippers. Oh, the Clippers. The Clippers, <laughs> who we've both just talked about and raved about, how they are probably going to be the best team this season, and they beat them. The Suns. These are the Suns who who last year had the worst record in the league. Who have honestly been a joke of a franchise for the and last couple Vegas. Years. Just so you guys know, Vegas. Uh, valued them at with the worst odds to win the title at plus th- uh, thirty thousand. Well, put some money on them, man. Yeah, put Devin Booker is getting buckets. Right. But anyway, so so I'm definitely surprised between those three games. Although they they're only two and one, not three and zero. Oh, the fact that they blew out the Kings, almost beat the the Nuggets in overtime, and then beat the Clippers, who have the best player in the world, um, and then obviously everything else, like unreal. So. Um, just looking at their team, I think a big acquisition, kind of underrated, is Ricky Rubio, who I think probably doesn't get enough credit at this point. He was at some, I think a couple years ago, he's probably overrated. Now I think he's definitely underrated. I got him on my fantasy team. He's doing pretty <laughs> he's well. Because he's fresh off this summer, FIBA basketball. He was the MVP right. of the of A the lot of tournament. players come out of the, the, that uh, FIBA, the international tournament, and some of them, like, I remember a few years ago, Goran Dragic was playing uh, yeah. for his home team. He came back to the Miami Heat, and he was hot. a year for us. So. He was hot, you know? So so I think that's going to be good, because obviously they haven't really had a good point guard in a while right? to go along with Devin Booker. And then Devin Booker, you know, he's fresh off of not playing any meaningful basketball right. in FIBA and complaining about 
uh, getting double teamed in pickup. Nah, right. I'm, just, I'm just kidding. But anyway, you know, De- I, Devin Booker is someone who I've always believed in. He always, obviously, once once someone drops seventy, you know, they're right. they're, they're special. Does get those for his guys. defense though. Um, yeah, exactly. But um, also, their coaching. They're, they haven't had a good coach in a while. Now they have Monty Williams, their new coach. All right. So I think it should be should be fun. And obviously, what's his face? Uh, DeAndre Ayton. Right, who's he's just now been suspended, suspended for not, 25 he, games. He's suspended for 25 games. But, you know, they have Aaron Baines coming in. Who Aaron Baines, not, nothing crazy, but he's a solid, but if you look solid at that player team, in the NBA. You know? Look at that team that beat, um, that just beat the Clippers. It, it's, kind of, it's just shocking. Yeah, it Rubio was out that game. And DeAndre Ayton. So two starters were out. But, the, you know, the next man up, Aaron Baines in this case, you know, showed up. And <laughs> and <laughs> and they ended up winning. They beat the yeah. Clippers, who, so that's like we said, deal. we think is going to be the best uh, team this year. And honestly, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy to see Devin Booker finally, you know, be on a team that might be competitive this year. Hopefully, I'll, I'll be happy to see them make that push for the, for the eighth spot. Although, the West is, you know, extremely loaded, as we've already spoken about. So, yeah, those two, two, two teams have been off to a pretty right. hot start. You know, both Just quick update. The Miami Heat just suffered our first loss of the year. Bummer. We're 2-1. We're and one. We lost. But you know what I will say is that we were down in this game. We came back, and it was on the second night. It, we're on the road, second night of a back-to-back. Yeah. We had a, a late overnight, uh, overtime, excuse me, overtime game uh, yesterday. And, you know, sometimes we're getting nothing, the best. Nothing to go crazy about. Once we get Jimmy Butler back, though, don't worry. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to be right back at the fun. top of the East. That's All right. right. Next up, Alex. You want to introduce? Oh yes, this is something I, I I thought of a couple hours ago. I'm pretty <laughs> proud of it. <laughs> um, so in the NBA, there's a lot of you know young players, and a lot of them have a very high potential. Sometimes a lot of young. You, you can see you can yeah. see it almost as a stock market. So this is going to be the young a segment called the young NBA player stock market. So who, John, this year are you going to buy, and who? Tell me who you're going to sell. All right. Or actually, so, why, don't we, why don't we start with both buys? So who, who are you buy, whose stock are you buying this I'm year? buying Mr. Brandon Ingram, who just was traded. He was a part of the Anthony Davis trade. He was traded to the New Orleans Pelicans from the L.A. Lakers. And if you look at his first three games, you know, a lot, there was a lot of questions about him. Mm-hmm. You know, he was someone who, because he was injured last year uh, on the Lakers, a lot of people didn't think that he was going to – be a piece in the trade deal. They didn't think the Lakers could acquire Anthony Davis because uh, of his injuries. It was it has to do something with like his lungs or it was blood clots, right? Yeah, blood clots, which was what ended Chris Bosh's career. Um, you know, yeah, uh, I was honestly surprised when so when he got there, they were they were still able to make the trade. Right. So Brandon Ingram, because of that, you know, we heard all right, the, the Pelicans they don't want to trade Davis, they don't want to get Ingram back in the deal, and they ended up doing it. They got obviously Lonzo, you know, they got Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, along with some draft picks. And Brandon Ingram so far has looked great. Obviously, like I said earlier, to my they, surprise, they've looked. <laughs> I'll be honest. They're zero three, like I said earlier, but they're all close games. So they lost to Toronto on uh, ring night, which was the defending champs. Um, they they got their rings the first game of the season, and Ingram dropped twenty two points and five rebounds, five assists. Second game against Dallas, they they lost by six points. So Dallas, I think, is is just a more talented team, especially with the fact that the Pelicans don't have Zion Williamson, uh, the number one pick in the draft. Uh, right now because he he's injured and then uh ingram had 25 8 and 3 and then against houston last game he had 35 points 15 rebounds five assists i mean wh- like where did this come from right like this is a guy who people were questioning whether he, you know his career was going to be yeah. over because of the injury that he had just had and he gets traded and it's just another reason why i love the, the new orleans pelicans right now i mean once zion comes back you put Zion with the score, with the shoot, you know, with the, the scoring that Ingram's doing with a young guy like, you know, l- young, good passer like Lonzo Ball, along with some older guys like Drew Holiday and Derek Favors, J- uh, JJ Redick. I just think they have a, a good roster. And right now I'm buying Brandon Ingram stock. Yeah. Which honestly, man, I th- I'm going to take credit. I think I jinxed it. I, we were playing 2K and I've been just talking trash about Ingram. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> so of course yeah. he has to come out here and exactly. make me look like a fool. But yeah. So buys. This one's pretty obvious. I'm not even going to pretend like this is anything smart. But Trey Young, I'm definitely buying his stock because he is looking, looking like a young Steph Curry right now. Yeah. He is averaging, in the first two games, his team is 2-0, the Hawks, <clears throat> the Hawks, and he's averaged 38.5 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds, shooting 55% from three. 
Although he does have five, he's averaging five turnovers. That that's kind of typical for for younger players. I'm buying Trey Young stock. So when he got drafted, I was I was definitely I didn't believe in him much. I thought he was too small. I didn't know that that second half of his Oklahoma season wasn't as good as the first. I I wasn't very high on him. And then obviously the first first half of his NBA season wasn't his rookie rookie season wasn't good either. And towards the end of the season, he really started putting together some crazy performances. You know, pulling up from the logo and just knocking down shots. Yeah, and he really did. He came, was looking nice. Came out of nowhere and uh, made the Luka Doncic rookie of the year argument. Yeah. Well, it was, you know, obviously Luka was still above him, but yeah. Right. But did make it interesting towards yeah, the end of the season. He made it interesting. So for him to come in this year and to just putting up these numbers in, in two games, you know, it's not a big sample size, but I'm certainly buying his, his stock off of from those performances. All so right. John, Who are you selling, Alex? Selling, you know, this is someone I just haven't felt great about in a while. And I, I'm going to actually, it's going to be two players. Um, I do not, uh, Jason Tatum and mm, Jalen Brown. Some Boston hate. Two, Let's hear two, it. Two years ago, they, in that playoff series, obviously, they, they, they almost, you know, beat the best player in the world, LeBron, as a rookie and a sophomore in the NBA. So... When that happened, everyone was buying the stock, right? Everyone's like, oh, these kids are going to be good. They're, they're going to be studs forever. Um, last season was disappointing. Obviously, there's a lot of other factors with that, with Kyrie and that just not being the best fit. But off these first two games, I haven't really – I've just finally gotten to the point where I don't, I don't know if Tatum will ever be as good as, as we thought he'd be. And it's the same goes for Brown. I mean, people are talking about Brown like, oh, he could be the next – you know, Paul George or something. Like that was his, his ceiling. Um, and Tatum, his shooting, he's, he's still been a little bit in, inefficient. Um, he just shot against the Knicks. He went, he shot, you know, 29% from the field, which is pretty bad. Yeah, and he's against the oh, no, uh, Knicks. And he shot the game. Of, okay, so he saw his three games, he shot 36%, 36%, and 29%. So that's terrible for a guy who's supposed to be, you know, a good shooting player. And then Brown, on the other hand, uh, he shot a little bit better, but he still, I just don't think he'll, he'll ever really pan out. Um, so I'm selling Jason and Jalen stock. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to follow up your lead with that. I'm also going to pick a collection of young players from a team. I'm selling the Sacramento Kings. No, come on, bro. Me and Alex went back and forth about this, you know, a few weeks ago, the Pelicans versus the Kings. And the, the Kings looked great last year. You know, they had young uh, Darren Fox, Marvin Bagley, Buddy Heald. That young core, uh, Bogdanovich, right? That, that young core right there looked great. And with uh, they added Harrison Barnes, too. They were looking great. I think they were just out of the playoffs as, like, a 9 seed or 10 seed, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year, you know, we, we had higher hopes for them. It's their own three. Marvin Bagley uh, did get hurt. But like we said earlier, the Phoenix Suns blew them out. Who Suns? No one expected them to be that great, and we all expected the Kings to be, you know, a team that's fighting for the playoffs. So we had the Suns blow them out in the first game. They also and they also lost by ten to Portland, and then they lost to the Utah Jazz by 30, uh, 34 points or thirty three. I'm sorry, thirty three points to the Jazz. You hate, you hate to see it. And my, I guess my thought process here is, you just, you just look at this. It'd be one thing if you know they were getting buckets, but this game against the Jazz. Darren Fox, nine points. Buddy Heald, three points. And like I said, Marvin Bagley's injured. But Buddy Heald, this is someone who said he was complaining. They just signed to a contract extension, but he was complaining earlier and he, uh, that, you know, if they didn't pay me, I'm going to – here, I have the code here. Uh, yeah, if, if they don't – so like I said, I want to be here, but if they don't want me here, I'll find somewhere else to be. <laughs> so I think just that definitely threw their – you know, maybe the chemistry off a little bit. You know, when one of your – Stars is, you know, threatening to, you know, take his talent elsewhere, right? <laughs> he And right at, uh, shortly after that, uh, he was offered a four-year deal worth $90 million. So, all right, buddy, you got paid. Now, let, let's see you, you know, let's see you play a little yeah. bit better. Three points. Come on. He's yeah. getting paid $90 million. That really, yeah, I hate to see it, especially after guys get paid. That guy actually goes along kind of with, with uh, Jalen Brown, who I think is getting paid too much. I honestly, I thought they, this. I liked that the fact that the Kings paid Buddy because he he made a good point. He he said, uh, well, he said, name the last time a free agent that came to Sacramento, which is yeah. true. You know who the King? The Kings aren't gonna pay Buddy, like of course. Who, they should definitely have paid him. 
So, but you know, but now he's got to play. Yeah, he's, he's got to play gotta better. Back it up instead of having three points. So, all right, now moving on up. to before we wrap the show, let's let's give a you know we like to look big picture for the season. Especially. What are your what are your top who are your top five power rankings, John? In all right, the, in the in the NBA, and then we'll discuss. These them. are my safe picks. These are definitely my locks uh, to be at the top to make the playoffs. Um, coming at number one, we don't need to discuss this team very much anymore. The LA Clippers, like we said, they just got the Finals MVP, Kawhi Leonard. They're going to be great. Uh, added to that collection of players and coaching, they're going to be great. That's my number one. Number two, someone we haven't talked about yet, who is very exciting, the Philadelphia 76ers, who just acquired Al Horford. Uh, they got two? him from the Celtics. And they're just massive. They got, you know, they traded Jimmy Butler and they got, you know, one of our favorite Heat players, Josh Richardson. They, they stole him from us. That's the only yeah. reason that I'll, 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 I'll right. approve this pick so we because got, of Richardson. We got Ben Simmons, right, a 6'9 point guard. I mean, he's really a power forward, but he plays point guard. He's got great uh, passing skills. Uh, you go down, you got Tobias Harris, who they had last year, who was great for him after uh, they acquired him after the trade deadline. Um... Josh Richardson, they and they have Al Horford and Joel Embiid, two seven footers, two great defensive guys down low. Um, they also got uh, rookie Thibel, who's he's yeah, a great Matisse Thibel. Matisse Thibel, he's NBA uh, Twitter loves him, right? Who everyone, yeah, Twitter has been raving about him. They love him. He's got he's a uh, he's a great defender. So this team, they're just super tall and they're just. They're massive. They're 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 tall. They're great to, they're defensively, and obviously when you have a guy like Joel Embiid, who you know some people could you could make the argument is one of the most talented, one healthy uh, players in the NBA. Yeah. And what I've seen so far though from Ben Simmons has been awesome. You know, he's someone who people question about his shooting, but he's someone who's he's confident in his game. You know, he doesn't take shot. He he doesn't shoot three pointers. He, I think he shot like what was it like one all year last. Shot, well, well, he shot one in the preseason. He finally right. made it. Everyone, and went crazy. yeah, everyone went crazy. It doesn't ben, really matter because it, it was three. against like some. some it was an international, yeah, international team. Oh like yeah, not an NBA team. Exactly, but we're not gonna see him shoot soon. Right. Soon. So he's someone though. Uh, I loved what I saw in their first game of the season uh, against the Celtics. He was driving all game long, and then in their next game and against the Pistons, you know, he he was more of the point guard. He only. So in the first game, he, he was a scorer. He had 24 points. He was driving, driving, driving. And I loved it. Looked, it honestly looked like LeBron, which is a, a person that a lot of people have compared him to. Mm-hmm. And second game, he became more of a passer, only at 13 uh, points. But he was dishing it out, getting the other guys involved. And uh, they have started off 2-0. and And I just really, I think, especially, the, obviously, they're a weird team because of how big they are. And, you know, you think the NBA is going towards the small, you know, small ball lineups. But, uh I just think, especially in the East, which is looking very weak right now, that's the team that I would pick um, as top of the as, as the top of the East, and I think they will be a team that right now I would pick to go into the NBA Finals no, out of the Eastern Conference. Come on, yeah, I definitely disagree with that. All right, who do you got out of the, the East? Sixers, the Sixers are good, but the, I think you have to just go with the Bucks based on what we saw from from them last year, and the Sixers. Mm, they're although, a different team. Their roster is fun, and they ha- they're very big. Obviously, like I think, actually, their size is going to be one of their, you know, their strengths this year. I mean, certainly, um, but I think they're. It's maybe a year too early for them to really, really, you know, separate themselves from the pack as the best team. Simmons, I I still think that you're able to stop them from. They don't. They're not a great. This team is not a great shooting team, which I think will be their downfall. If you look at their team last year, they had Redick, who at least is he's a knockdown shooter. You know, Tobias Harris is. is they still have him. They obviously lost Redick. They still have Harris, who's a good shooter. But other than that, like you look at their roster, it's Harris. You know, Richardson can knock down some shots. But other than that, like if if they're gonna continue to ask Joel Embiid to be shooting threes, um, no, I definitely I don't, I don't see them as a team that. who's really one of the top, you know, three teams in the NBA. Probably, probably top, you know, five, six, seven. I could give them that. They're better than the Bucks. Definitely not top two. They're no. number one team in the East right now. That's what I'm saying. All right, saying. well, we'll see how that... My number three out. team, I'm actually picking the Los Angeles Lakers, who, like we've already talked about earlier, I think any time you give LeBron James a player, like, you know, a great psychic like Anthony Davis, uh, you know, last year he didn't have that, and the Lakers were not great. Now he's got Davis. He's, you know, this is who he wanted, and... 
we've uh, seen LeBron do this before where, he, he, you know, he kind of latches on to his star, right? You know, him and Dwayne Wade, who were, you know, yeah, best friends. You, you saw him. I, was, I mean, that was his man. Even, you know, when he went to Cleveland, Kyrie, he, he, uh, he uh, created a good relationship with Kyrie, although, you know, that didn't end the best uh, way. They won a championship together. And the way I think I might argue, you know, Davis might be, you know, the most talented Guy like LeBron's play, at least he's the most talented big man, we could say, right? For you sure. You look back, sure. Ke- I, I mean, Kevin Love, who, you know, people <laughs> shout out. People debate whether that was a good fit or not um, on the Cavaliers. Chris Bosch, who we loved, right? You know, yeah. good shooter, shot blocker, rebounder. Uh, he was a great glue guy because he took a step back. LeBron and Wade were able to lead that team. Um, but, you know, yeah, Davis is definitely he's definitely not as talented as Anthony Davis. Um, and I just think those two guys, obviously, there's a lot of questions uh, about the rest of their roster. But I do think that they will be, you know, my, they're one of my top three teams. Clippers, Sixers, wow. and I got Hate to disagree with you, but um, I definitely don't see the Lakers. And especially as we're talking about the regular season, I think, and maybe this is a hot take, but I think the Nuggets are definitely in the top three for the regular season. Um, mm. Last year, they kind of shocked everyone came out and they were one i think it was was it 56 or 50 they were in the high 50s right 57 I think. 57 wins you know um and nicola just basically nicola jokic is he's a he's something else he's probably the best big man passer that we've ever seen um people have been comparing him to sabonis who played for the blazers in like the 90s i think or the 80s um but he, but that system that they run with him and then Jamal Murray, who's someone who I think we talked about stock. I think his stock is certainly rising. Yeah, um, a young player for sure. They have some young players. Paul Millsap, he's although he, you know he's older, he gets some injuries. I I really like that team to make a run, also because of the young players and you know Monte Morris, Malik Beasley, and then now Michael Porter Jr. off the bench. Um, who has he played it? I don't even know, but. Him, once he gets back this season, right. I think at some point, um, will be definitely a good addition for that team. So I think that, that team is actually my third team um, instead of the Lakers. Like I, I like the Nuggets. The, I don't have them over the Rockets in the West, which I'll get to in a Oof, second. That's going to be. I like the Nuggets. Just my thing with them is, I mean, you look at their roster, right? A lot of young guys. You know, Jokic is incredible. You know, I don't think we've ever seen a player quite like him. But my thing with them is, you know, you look at, the first round of the playoffs last year and the San Antonio Spurs were just growing pains took them who were the seventh seed and took them to a, a seven game series and you th- you really we really thought the Spurs were going to take them that series I mean I I certainly did uh the Spurs were I think were up 2-1 on them and then you know eventually they uh the Nuggets re- reclaimed the lead I think that's a good it's a good experience for that for a young team like that you know they, it was they were having the growing pains of first playoff series the uh, the Spurs are just an organization who's been there before very uh, um, experienced team, and I, it, I just think almost it says more about the Spurs than than the Nuggets, if anything. But um, I agree. I just see. Yeah, I this just team's don't built think, for the regular season. Yeah, they're sure a good regular season team. I just don't uh, see them being better. You know, in this West this year, the West is a lot deeper and more competitive, especially at the top. You know, Lakers, Clippers, like we've talked about a lot. But someone I think this is my number. Uh, this is my number four team right after the Lakers. The Rockets, I think people, Ooh, I, I, I don't want to say <laughs> sleeping on them because they, the team has two MVPs on their team, Russell Westbrook and James Harden. And, you know, it, no one's really, I wouldn't say we're sleeping on that team, but I just think it's shocking how, you know, very little we hear people talking about them uh, coming into the season. I get that. I guess it's a testament to how good the West is. Right. They're in the shadow of the two LA teams. But the Rockets, I mean, if you look at what, what the roster is, so the past two years, you know, Harden, I would argue, like we did last year, Alex, that Harden was the MVP last year. You know, I'm okay with him giving it to Giannis, but Harden's season was incredible last year. And the year before that, he was the MVP. And they were they made it to the conference finals the past two years and only lost to, you know, this historic Golden State Warriors team. Mm-hmm. And what did they do? They swapped old Chris Paul, you know, who an older guy who's past his prime, for what, Russell Westbrook. And I just think... You know, people always say, I, I just hate when I hear, oh, there's only one ball, there's only one ball. Like, these are just two great basketball players. I don't think they're going to have an issue just sharing the ball. Um, I think you know, they will. Westbrook, Westbrook, obviously, he's a guy who a lot of people have accused of, you know, just caring about stats and with his triple doubles uh, in the past two seasons, which he's averaged a triple double. But I think 
with Harden, it's, it's someone that he played with in Oklahoma City when they were both younger. You know, they're friends. I think because of that, it'll work. Similarly with, you know, why people think Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant will work, which obviously Kevin right. injured. But I think they're friends wow. on the court. You put them in the system, Mike D'Antoni's offense, they're running and gunning, and that's what Westbrook likes to do. You know, wow. the past few seasons, we haven't seen Westbrook on a great team. Like, he hasn't had another great player with them. Okay. Harden and Westbrook, with Clint Capella, a great rebounder, shot blocker, with all their shooters and defenders on that team, I think it's kind of surprising not more people are talking about no, that. No, I strongly, strongly disagree with that. As th- definitely as far as the, your ranking. The fourth team is certainly the Bucks, and I'll talk about them. But first, just addressing the Rockets. This is a team that has, you're right, they have two MVP caliber players, but I, I mentioned this earlier about sometimes the fit is very important on teams, and these are the two guys who have had historically high usage ratings in past seasons. These are guys who are essentially play the same position, have the same role, on, have had the same role on their teams in the past, um, and have been successful in the same exact spots. So for them, I, I know that, as you say, they, they're adding, they're replacing old beat up Chris Paul with young Westbrook. I think although, you know, Harden and Westbrook seem to be better friends and just will get along better off the court than um, Chris Paul and Harden did, as we saw, you know, it, it kind of it fizzled out at the end there. Um, definitely, I think that Chris Paul and Harden are actually a better fit on the court as, a, like, as opposed to, you know, Westbrook and Harden who... Westbrook can't really shoot, and if he can't play off the ball in that Houston Rockets offense, it's not going to be that that good. And you're, you're I, definitely right; he needs to improve in shooting. But he just, it's, it's listen, he's got there. he's got other shooters on there that the athlete that he is, with all the energy that he plays with. Yeah, if as long as he doesn't take you know some of the ill-advised shots that he did take in Oklahoma City, um, I think you know it, it, in in the right offense which i think Mike D'Antoni definitely has for them a better than what i think Billy Donovan had in Oklahoma City sure, i think Westbrook would be a great piece to add into that offense i think it would be honestly like obviously i don't think they would be better without Harden definitely not i would never see that but honestly i think Westbrook would be better in this in this system without Harden cuz imagine no. it's Westbrook what are you running about? gunning with the, with these guys no. um they're going to anyway. be doing that with the you know with James Harden as well um, and but I think Westbrook both those guys Westbrook, can play point guard. Both those guys can be scorers and play shooting guard. Um, yeah, and so my number five team, like we talked about earlier, I think the East is weaker than the West. You know, and my first four, my first four teams, Clippers, Sixers, Lakers, and Rockets, three of those four are Western teams. But I will give my fifth spot to the Milwaukee Bucks. Do have the, uh, the reigning serious. MVP, um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, who looks great and – I honestly, I'm still shocked at the fact that you know they were up two zero against Toronto, and Toronto came back and won four straight games yeah, and went really to the finals. I thought Milwaukee was going to be the team bad, to right. dethrone the Warriors, but you know, come back into this season, I just think they're not as strong as they were last year, um, and it's because of one key guy they lost, Malcolm Brogdon, who was a, a 50-40-90 guy, which means you know shooting fifty percent from the field, forty percent from three, ninety percent from the free throw line. Um, he was a good defender, and he was someone who, you know, when he was injured at towards the end of the season, they definitely missed him, and they dropped some games because of it. They replaced him with Wesley Matthews, who is a, a guy, he's, you know, he's a veteran um, player. He, you know, he's made some, some great shots for him, but he, uh, he's coming off of, you know, two years ago, since he tore his ACL, I just, I just don't think he's been the same player. Uh, is it ACL or Achilles? I it Achilles, no? I'm pretty sure it was his ACL. Oh, okay. But, uh... You know, Chris Middleton, still great. Brooke Lopez, great. And now they got Robin Lopez. They got, you know, the twin brothers <laughs> on the team, which is hilarious. Okay. I, I also... Very different players, too. I think... I love this team, but they're not as great as last year. One thing I will say is they had a great win against the team I just had at number four, against the Rockets, a comeback win. And exactly. How are you going to put the Rockets ahead of the Bucks? The Bucks. I just still think long-term... Bro. Yeah, okay. So if they're in the East, yeah, maybe the Bucks could win more games. But I just think as a team, the Rockets better. Um... But one thing I did love to see is Giannis fouled out at the end of that game against the Rockets. And you kind of said to yourself, all right, you know, Harden's going to take over here. The Rockets, you know, w- without Giannis on the floor, the Rockets will be able to put this one away. 
But somehow, some way, you know, Brooke Lopez, Wesley Matthews, uh, you know, Bledsoe, these, all these guys, Ersan Eliasova hit a few clutch baskets. They found a way to score without Giannis. So, honestly, that, that told me a lot, and that was an impressive yeah. uh, win that they pulled out. And I do think that they'll be the second-best team in the East after the 76ers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so obviously, I already kind of disagreed with you before. I think they should be the fourth team, and I also think they're better than the Sixers, um, who I probably wouldn't put until maybe later in the top five, or top, you know, whatever, ten. Um, but I definitely think that they're better than the Lakers. I think they're probably better than the Rockets. They're definitely better than the Rockets as well. Um, and I think that this team just definitely is going to go as Giannis goes. In the first, I don't know if they played two or three games, they obviously they beat the Rockets, as we just said, and they, they lost the Heat. Um, but both games, Giannis has had foul trouble and he's fouled out. So yeah, it's interesting. I just think that's not gonna that's not gonna happen all the time. Like Giannis is gonna is gonna he's gonna be better, and I think he's he's someone who's still improving. Last year he was the MVP, and I think this is a guy who who we're gonna see be even better this year. As far as I just think consistency and maybe his, he's gonna develop more of a jump shot. You won't be able to completely just sag off him every time he's at the top of the key. He is um, shooting better so far in the first few games. And, I, I like their team. I like their their uh, their you know their bench and their role players. Although they lost Malcolm Brogdon, who's a huge huge guy for them. They they picked up Kyle Korver, who's a great shooter. I mean, he's getting old, but you know those. I mean, he's like Korver's got to be like forty now. <laughs> he he still hits those threes. He they does. got uh, Pat Connaughton, who I think we'll see. He could be a most improved player candidate. I think. Um, and then also Wes Matthews, like he's not he's not the best, but he he's a good person. I think for that system, so I don't really see any drop off. Um, from last year, and do yeah. they win sixty games? Maybe not sixty, but not they could 60. get to 59. Maybe yeah. yeah, with the how weak the, the you know the bottom of the East is. All right, Alex, we got a few minutes left. Really quickly, who? What was your performance of the week? First, uh, first week of the NBA season. Who impressed you the most? Single player. I mean, I guess you know I'm gonna have to shout out Kyrie, who he's gone. Uncle Especially Drew. this summer, leaving the Celtics got a lot of hate, and honestly, from me included, and just the whole situation with the Celtics. But he's someone who just when I watch him play, I can never, I can never really root against him because his he's honestly he probably has one of my his his game is one of my favorites in the NBA. You know the way he plays, um, and so performance of the week was against the Timberwolves on opening night. He had 50 points, and then he went off. And then that, that last, last play, shot. that last play, went, I was watching. I was like, Joe, you got to He win. hit the shot. They went into overtime. And then, yeah, but then that the last shot, they the were down, 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 down by one. They were down one. And he, and he, he I forget who was, I don't remember who was guarding him, but he does that play where he, he looked like he was just in the park messing around. He, he did kind of like a spin move, and he fell. He lost balance. He, he fell, fell over. The ground. He's able to get, get his bounce back, Kept stand back up. And get a, it honestly looks like a very good shot that he got oh, off. Oh man, if he had made that, oh, if he 52 made that, fifty-two points, for like in a game, game winner. I'd be honest, in overtime, I've seen ever. it was. I saw it. fifty was the best um, performance of a, a guy in his first game with the team. Right, his first game as a net, and he had fifty points. Yeah, oh. and unfortunately, I mean, then, they lost so, it to the Timberwolves. You know, speaking of you know Kyrie and the Nets, how do you think? How do you think they're going to be good this season? Though? I think I'm actually kind of shocked that you know they haven't been doing too well so far. Yeah. I, I thought you you know you, you, if we replaced D'Angelo Russell with Kyrie Irving, I thought they'd be you know better than la- than they would be last year. But uh, you know, like I said, the East is very weak. They'll definitely be in the playoffs. That's how what I see. Yeah, they should be, but nothing really else. Nothing, nothing too crazy. No conference finals until they get the ramp back. All right, so now to wrap up with the last minute, starting a new segment that we're going to end our shows on the safe. Pick. Let's go. Safe as in S A Y F instead of safe and open. And guess what? It's S A F E two. All right, my safe <laughs> pick of right. the week: Dolphins plus thirteen and a half points on Monday Night Football against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We are tanking. This is true. The Miami Dolphins have been horrible this year. But last week, we only lost to the Buffalo Bills by ten points. The Buffalo Bills are. Currently a playoff team, they're in the wild card. Uh, I believe their record's about five and two right now. And giving us thirteen and a half, too much. All these lines—that's too much. The Pittsburgh Steelers are not that strong. We will lose by less than fourteen. This team, if you're gambling, 
That's your safe pick. You're in Vegas. Go put some money on the Dolphins. Dolphins baby. plus 13 and a half. <laughs> Book it. Monday Night Football. Anyway, that's all we have time for tonight. Thank you for listening. Great to, our to be first back. First episode. We're back. The NBA's back. Peace has been restored. That's right. Everything is right with the world. The heat, the heat are good again. Let's go. Thank you. We'll see you next week on Double Take. I'm Alex. And I'm John. Good night. <laughs>